Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Questions like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen? How do I make money off of my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I love Anchor because it is so easy to use on the go. I can pull up the app on my phone, record a podcast, add some music, add my intro, add my outro, and edit all on the fly. So there's no need to sit by a laptop all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast, boo. Welcome to The Charging Station with Tracy Massey, certified life coach, passionate author, and speaker from Living My Empowered Life. She's on a mission to help women just like you achieve your goals and break through any barriers holding you back from living the life you deserve. If you're ready to slay life without apology, you've come to the right place. Here she is now, your host, Tracy Massey. Hey, hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome to the Charging Station Podcast. It's your girl, Tracy, of Living My Empowered Life. Go ahead, grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your water, grab your wine, whatever your beverage of choice is. Sis, go ahead, grab that thing and have a seat here on the couchy couch because I got a story to tell. All right, I sound like Biggie, right? But before we get into story time, I need you to go ahead and follow me on the Instagram and on the Facebook at Living My Empowered Life. I'm also on the Twitter at Tracy Empowers. I'm on TikTok at, what am I on TikTok? Living My Empowered Life. Child, I'm everywhere, but mostly on Instagram. So follow me over there. If this is your first time joining, thank you for listening. I hope that you come back. I hope that you subscribe. I hope that you share. And I hope that you tell everybody, you know, how good this podcast is. Because and also, most of all, leave a review, please. If you could just leave a review on Apple, leaving your review and telling people why you listen to the podcast helps get the podcast out to more people. So I really, really appreciate it if you could review. And that goes for you too. If you you are returning, welcome back, boo. You know, I love me some you. Make sure you leave a review too, okay? All right, so story time. First of all, let me just say that this week has been full of major lows and a really, really, really major high. Um, sadly, I've gotten multiple calls about people who have passed away due to COVID. 
And um, one of my favorite comedians, he lost his son along with three other, um, excuse me, two other people, individuals in the car. So three, a total of three lives were lost. And I found myself grieving for everybody. I'm a little bit of an empath, so I feel all the things and I, I tend to grieve alongside people when they hurt. Um, so I attended a funeral this past weekend and, um, I decided I'm not going to, well, I didn't attend a funeral, but I was there for my friend, but I decided that for everyone else, I'm just not going to attend any events. And it's not because I don't want to be there. I'm just trying to protect my, um, space and I'm still going to be there for, for my friends. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to always be there for my girls. But as far as like being in the trenches directly, if they need me, I'll be there, but I'm not like jumping in, you know, if that makes sense. Sometimes you, you just need to know when you need to back up. And I feel like with these blows this week, I think I need to back up. So, um, yeah, but let me share the story time, the highest of the high. Whew. I'm going to try to get through this without crying. I can't guarantee it, but here we go. So I found someone that I had been searching for for the past 15 years. And let me tell you how this happened. So... I've been fasting for the last two weeks. Um, I actually was supposed to, I started a fast a week ago for um, my big sister's event, worship, worship and Warfare. And the reason why I was fasting is because I needed to, um, I wanted to put my myself in a space where I could receive and be able to hear what God was saying and get instructions and get clarity and all that stuff. So when I'm, I'm in, when I, I need, I know I need to make decisions or if I'm thinking about doing something like I will, st- I will fast just to be able to hear God clearly. And so I've been fasting for a week. <coughs> Excuse me. I was fasting for a week after worship and warfare. I thought the fast was going to end. So I go eat. I'm all happy and then get up Monday morning. And the Lord was like round two. <laughs> So back on the fast, I'm actually at the time of the um, airing of this podcast, I'm still fasting, child. Oh, he hadn't told me when this was going to end. But during this fast, right, I had this person's face just kind of like pop up in my brain. So it was like I could just see their face so clearly. And I said the words, God, please just let me find her. So who the person is, is my auntie, my auntie Wida. We have not seen nor spoken in 15 years. The last time I saw her and spoke to her was was when my daughter passed away. She came to my baby girl's funeral. Um, after that, I changed phone numbers. And you know how it is. You got to upgrade your phone and do all this, that, and the third. I just lost her number. So I thought. But when her face ran across my thoughts, I said, God, please let me find her. And sure enough, God led me to my cloud, which I didn't even know I had. 
I did not know that I had this cloud. Judge your mama, don't judge me. I did not know that my phone had been automatically storing phone numbers in the cloud. I know this now and I know how to access it, but I did not know that my phone (laughs) was storing these phone numbers. So I find the cloud, go to the cloud, and I'm scrolling down my contacts list and lo and behold, there's her phone number. So I start shaking. I'm like, okay, all right. I go back to praying and I just say, God, first of all, thank you for letting me see this. Please, Lord, let this still be her number. Please, Lord, let her be okay. Let her still be alive. You know, all the scenarios run through my head. So I was too afraid to call because for one, this is a new number. I knew she didn't have my new phone number. So knowing my auntie Weida, I knew she wasn't going to answer. I was going to have to leave voicemail, but I didn't want to leave voicemail just in case it was not her number, you know, all that stuff. So I sent a text message and I say, <laughs> I say, hi, is this Weida? And sis, by her response, I knew it was her. I knew it was her because the response was, (laughs) the response was, who are you looking for her? I immediately started smiling and I was like, God, this is her. This is her. So I say who I am. And she was like, please call me. So I pick up the phone and I call and she says, baby girl, y'all, I lost it I lost it the tears just started to flow because her voice was strong and just spunky like still I started ugly crying ugly crying I could not, you know how it is when you get, you get upset or when a little kid gets upset or something or get excited like, (laughs) that was me. I could not form words. I was just like, I'm so happy. That was me. Like, oh my gosh, I could not pull it together. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Give me a second. Give me a second. And I finally got enough Enough, got myself together enough to say, I'm so glad I found you. Come to find out, she had been looking for me. I've been looking for her. Now, you would think she would be able to find me on Facebook, but yeah, she didn't know that I started a business and my personal stuff is like on lock. <laughs> so you can't just pull my name up um, and be able to send me a friend request and all this stuff. So it's just, I don't know how I did it, but yeah, it's on lock. I'm pretty sure somebody can break through it, but yeah, you just, you just can't, you know, send me a friend request or whatever. So she had been looking for me on social media. She had been asking like who she knew to ask, um, how to find me. And, you know, most of the people still have my old phone number and things like that, but we are connecting again um in real life so this weekend i am going to visit her she's still in the same city she's in a new house now but she's still in the same city she's still healthy like i'm just so excited so 
one thing I said to her was like, you know, let me go get a COVID test, you know, because I don't I'm still being very, very cautious. Um, I'm not around a whole bunch of people, but knowing that she's elderly, whether I'm vaccinated or not, you know, vaccine does not prevent you from catching and spreading COVID. So knowing that she's elderly, I wanted to take as many precautions as I possibly could. So I went and got a COVID test that came back negative and I'm going to see her on Saturday. And I am overjoyed because it has been a long time. You know how you just have people in your life who are extensions of God's love for you? Mm-mm. This woman is that. (laughs) (sighs) Sorry. This woman is an example of God's love for me. And to know that someone has been searching for me. You know, and it made me think. Oh, thank you, Lord. It made me think about how Jesus loves us. He loved us so much. How much God loves us. Like God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus loved us so much that he went to a cross and bore shame. He bore all of our sins for us. When you think about like how personal, like if you make If you make just that act, and I'm not trying to minimize that act, but if you make that act so personal to you, it it takes on a whole different meaning. So knowing that somebody on this earth was looking for me to love on me. Child, I can't take it. (laughs) I'm just beside myself. And I'm, I'm, I just can't wait to hug her. So, you know, we're not that far away from each other. So I was going to like go visit, spend the day with her, come back home. And she was like, no, what you're going to do is pack a bag and you're going to spend the night and I'm going to cook breakfast for you in the morning. And I'm not arguing with her. <laughs> I'm not, you don't argue with your elders, child. Mm-mm. But I am so glad to be able to have that time with her and, and, Um, her daughter and just love on them and have them love on me. So this week has been, I guess, a, a, a week of reuniting and reconnecting because I've, I've seen some people this week that I have not seen. Oh my gosh. In real life. Like some of them I've seen on, on social media, like we're friends on Facebook or whatnot. I've seen them online but in real life I have not I have not seen them but there are many people that I came across this weekend this past weekend and I was like yo for one this pandemic has done a number on us but to be away from people for 15 years yo that's a long time so of course it got me to thinking who else do I need to reconnect with? 
Because you know, you can't connect, you're not supposed to connect with everybody. Like, you just can't be reconnecting with folks when God, you know, moved them out your life. You, duh, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Don't go connecting and getting plugged in with people that you know good well and you ain't got no business. They are no good for you. But sometimes life be lifing and you just lose touch. Like, my auntie, we didn't fall out on anything, we just lost touch. But I would like, I'm, I think I'm going to pray and ask God, you know, who is it that you want me to reconnect with? Who is it? Like it may be as a means to go and apologize or just repair something or just to reconnect and just be surrounded by love. But it also got me to thinking too, like, there's a whole side of me that I don't know. So I don't know if I shared this before. So I'm going to share it now. If you've heard this before, forgive me. Y'all know I'm over 40. Sometimes we repeat ourselves. And then when you're putting out all this content, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, there's an entire side of me that I don't know. And what I mean by that is my father's side of the family, of my family, I don't know. I met my father one time and I will never forget it. I was about five or six years old, maybe seven. And we were getting ready. My mom and I were still living in DC, but we were getting ready to come to South Carolina um, and go to Myrtle Beach for a family reunion because my godmother at one of my godmothers in DC had invited us to go to her family reunion. So um we were preparing for that. And I remember this man showing up at the door, right? I remember looking at him, big old man, like just big. Now he may not have been a big guy, but when you're a kid adults just look huge (laughs) I remember this big man coming through the door and I remember looking at him and seeing my face I look just like my daddy y'all and I remember my mom saying Tracy this is your father now at the time you know being a kid that was heavy that was real heavy for me to hold like that was a heavy weight but I was excited because Growing up in a single parent household, my mom did what she, you know, mom made it do what it do. She did what she had to do. But I always wanted a dad. You know, I would see other kids in my elementary school with their fathers and whatnot. And I was like, what was it? What would it be like to have a father? What would it be like to have brothers and sisters? So when this man shows up at my door, talk about I'm your daddy. I remember being shocked and I remember being happy at the same time. And I remember being scared because then my mom said, he's going to take you shopping. So I was like, okay, wait till my heart, take me shopping. But seeing him, I was amazed at how much I looked like him. That was the one and only encounter I had with my dad. Because after that, um, I don't know how much time passed, but he passed away. So I never got to form a relationship with him. I never got to um, meet 
his side of the family or anything. And honestly, I really think I was a secret. Like, I really do. Because what I found out, like, after my mom passed, child, it'd be so much stuff you find out when your parents pass away. Oh, Lord. What I found out after my mom passed, you know, cleaning up stuff, that hard task of um, getting rid of their things and whatnot. I found my dad's obituary, right? I found his obituary. And on the obituary, you know, they list family members and things like that. So they listed a wife and they listed kids and they listed I think they listed a grandchild at the time, but my name was not on that list. So I was like, oh, mama. (laughs) I can laugh about it now, y'all, but you know, this is kind of traumatic. I probably need to talk about this in therapy instead of with y'all, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person out there who has this story or um, a similar story. So I remember looking at the obituary and thinking, oh, okay, so that's why you weren't around. But I got sad because I never got a chance to get to know this man who has my face. And I never got the chance to meet people who are my siblings. And... After my daughter passed away, it piqued my interest to kind of try to find that side of me, you know, my that side of my family. So good old Facebook. I remember my um my brother's name. Sorry, that was a weird noise. I don't know what that was. But I remember my brother's name and it was very unique. And I'm like, it ain't too many black folks with this name. And if there is, it's not going to be a lot. So good old Facebook, I went on Facebook and I typed in the name and sure enough, one person popped up with this name and my heart started racing. Oh my God, my heart started racing. So I messaged the person and I said, you know, this is going to sound so weird, but first of all, I just want you to know that I'm not looking for money or anything like that. What I am doing is trying to find the um relatives of and I typed in my dad's name and I said if if you know someone by this name and I typed in where you know I knew of the last place that he lived and blah 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 and the guy responded but here's the kicker I couldn't read the message because Facebook locked me out of my old account and I have not been able to get back into that account in years. So my brother probably reached out to me and I don't know. And he's probably thinking, well, maybe she don't want to. So I'm still (laughs) like wondering if I should pursue this or if I should just leave it be. Because there's a whole side of me that I don't know. And I would like to know where, you know, where I got some of these traits. Because some of the things that I do and the way that I move, I'm like, I know this ain't my mom's side of the family. No shade to them, but it's just like totally different. 
So I'm like, this has got to come from my dad. This has to come from my dad's side. And I'm just really curious because I feel like there's a part of me that's missing. You know, there's a whole side of me that I don't know. And I would love to to have that piece of the puzzle and be like, oh, okay, that's why you do that. Oh, okay. And before you say it, I thought about it. I have thought about doing one of those DNA ancestry whatever type things but I'm I'm gonna be honest I'm scared I'm afraid to find out what is this thing going to show but I'm so curious and I and and it's it's one of those things that's gnawing at me and it won't die down so I think I need to go pray and ask God am I supposed to pursue this or do you want me to leave this alone because one thing I don't want to do is open up Pandora's box and have a whole bunch of skeletons falling out. And I'm sitting there looking like, I, I, you know, I'm collapsing under the pressure. But I do want to know what makes me me. So I don't know. Tell me what you think. Should I go ahead and do one of these DNA things and just see? Because I would like to know, like, where I came from. Because there's a part of me. Okay, this is going to sound weird. But for a while, for a few few times there have been a few times where I have been asked if I'm part Asian and I really think it's because of my eyes but I get asked if I'm part Asian um when I was in Asia for a while um (laughs) I did have moments where people would be like they would ask me if I was Asian um even though I had a darker skin tone it was just certain features, I guess, that reminded them of their family or whatever. I don't know. But I always wondered, okay, am I? Am I? So I guess I'm going to be playing a little hide and seek. Well, not even hiding. I guess I'm going to be seeking so I can find some things. Because I really do feel like there's a piece of the puzzle missing. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that my life is not whole because I do feel feel whole as a person. Like, I feel satisfied with my life. I'm content. I'm not satisfied. I'm content with my life. But there's, I feel like there's just so much more to explore. And I would just like to know, you know, is there someone else out there? who I'm related to and should we connect and I'm also thinking about like how would it make them feel you know especially if I find um siblings how would it make them feel to know that you know dad may have dipped out on mom because that is a possibility and you're probably thinking, well, why are you worried about somebody else's feelings? That's just that's just who I am. I, I get concerned about other people's feelings, you know. Um, yeah, sometimes it's, that's a good thing. Sometimes it's not. But I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'm really, really thinking about it. I'm going to pray and ask God what you want me to do. Because here's the thing. If he says go forth, then I know it's going to burst open real fast and I just need to be ready for whatever I find 
It would be nice if I find some rich uncle who has bequeathed me uh, a billion dollars. But wouldn't it be a trip if I find out that I'm I'm related to Warren Buffett or Jeff Bezos is my long lost brother? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You never know. But anywho, if you have your parents, your aunties, your uncles, your siblings, you know, you still have your loved ones here with you. Please cherish every single moment because life comes at you so fast and it could be a blink of an eye when they're gone and all you have are memories. So I just I just hope and pray that you take time to create more memories because memories are things that no one could ever take away. And one thing that I learned when my daughter left this earth, and I say this every anniversary, every time the anniversary comes around, her birthday comes around. I'm so glad I kept a camera in that child's face. <laughs> it probably annoyed the fire out of her. But I'm so glad I kept a camera in front of her face because now I have all of these pictures and all of these memories of her that no one could ever take away from me. I will never forget her smile because I see it every day. Not only in my face, but in every picture that I have hanging in my apartment. And this weekend, um, if she won't, she going to cuss me out, but... (laughs) I'm definitely going to keep a camera in my auntie's face because I got 15 years to make up. And I don't want to lose not one moment again. Yeah. So grateful. All right, chick. That's all I got. Next week, I guess I'll be sharing the story of this weekend trip. Um, If you want to see what goes down live and in Technicolor, follow me on Instagram because I will be sharing this journey on my stories and probably on my feed as well. So until next week, remember, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me pray. Mm, I almost forgot. I'm almost forget to pray. Oh, T. Father God, is in the matchless name of Jesus that I thank you, Lord, for this amazing week. Even with its lows, God, I realize that you are in the midst of every single moment. Thank you for being concerned about things that concern us. Lord, you know every strain, strand of hair on our heads. And you still continue to look at us as your children. You watch over us. You protect us. You guide us. And I thank you, Lord, that whenever we cry, whenever we're down, whenever we're we're sad or whatever, every emotion, God, you are concerned about. Thank you for loving us and caring for us in a way that we didn't even know that we needed. You are simply, truly, utterly amazing. And there's no way that I could ever thank you or praise you enough for all that you have done. Lord, I pray that whoever is listening to this podcast, that you will comfort them in their time of sorrow, that you will bring peace to them in their time of trouble, 
that you would feed them when they're hungry, that you would provide for them in ways that they couldn't even ask or think or imagine. Lord, there are many of us who are still reeling from the effects of this pandemic. I just pray, God, that you will um, provide shelter for those who need it, provide jobs for those who are seeking, and not just any job, but jobs that will allow them to live comfortably where they won't be stressed about how they're going to make ends meet. Lord, if it's meant for them to start businesses, I pray that you will give them the business plan. I pray that you will be um, send resources and mentors and educators to help them get the, their businesses off the ground. Lord, whatever it is that your listener, your people stand in the need of God, I pray that your hand will provide. And I pray that you give them wisdom and the unction and the knowledge to take whatever you give them and multiply it. And not only multiply it for themselves, but for them to be a blessing to others as well. God, give us a spirit of each one teach one, each one reach one. Help us to be there for our brothers and sisters in need. Help us to be there for our strong friends. And God, for those of us who are strong, help us to accept the hand that is there to assist us. Lord, you be our strength whenever we feel weak. And you knock us down a peg whenever we need that too. For we know that you chasten those whom you love. But you also have a balm in Gilead. There is no thing that you can't overcome. And I pray that we continue to trust you. And those who may have a hard time trusting you, God, <clears throat> self-included. I pray that you continue to be the amazing God that you are. Help us to see you for who you are. And not just for what you do. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, chick, I'm gone for real. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day, week, month, year, all that good stuff. Great things are in store. And remember, God loves you. I love you. And it ain't nothing you can do about it, boo. Boop. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to The Charging Station with Tracy Massey. We hope you enjoyed the episode, but more importantly, we hope you'll take the next step and apply these tools in your own life. Please subscribe, share, and leave a review so others can find this podcast too. You definitely want to check out livingmyempoweredlife.com for free resources and all kinds of goodies, all to help you slay life without apology. Until next time, ready, set, live.